Hello everybody, I'm doing a back-to-back interview, so uh, you won't know the difference because it will be posted a week later, but I did interview literally two hours ago, I interviewed Brittany, and now I'm interviewing my wife. So, her name is Sarah Graves, the hello, this is Danny Rorty for Uniquely Us podcast, and I'm doing this for the Minnesota Lend Fellowship. Um, this is one of my programs that I'm doing as for the grant uh, with McDonald Metzger. Um, so uh, let's start our interview. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. 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 Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. There's going to be a couple icebreakers in there. Uh, okay. So we're going to have a little fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, let's start. Uh, we're at the minute mark. So here we go. Um, what was childhood like with a disability you had? Um, well, first off, to let people know, I have schizoaffective disorder, which is kind of like a cross between um, two disorders, one being schizophrenia and the other being bipolar. Um, schizophrenia entails a little bit of psychotic symptoms such as um, hallucinations and um, delusions, mainly those are the top two symptoms, at least for me. And then bipolar, which is like um, frequent mood swings between, um, for me, being mania and depression, which mania means that I have very high energy and um, a lot of need a lot of movement and there's a very high stimulation. So like I might be running around the house doing things really fast or I might be depressed and just really low mood where I'm just wanting to lay around or um, things like that. So childhood for me, um, it wasn't as prevalent in my childhood as it was in my teenage years. So I was a pretty happy child, but um, I did have like night terrors for a while where it's like you... It's like a nightmare, but you wake up and it still goes on, um, but as, in the form of a hallucination or a delusion. So childhood for me was fairly happy, but I mean, like I said, I did have those night terrors, which were quite frequent um, and did disrupt my sleep a lot. So um, there were times where I slept in a little later than most people would because I'd be exhausted from the night before. Yeah. That's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Definitely. <laughs> Especially as a little kid because yeah. like I r- recall one of them was I I had had this nightmare that like this whole like flock of bees was chasing me and then they started crawling on me and I woke up and all I could see was bees covering my entire body and it looked like, you know, real to me. That's scary. And I recall only being like three or four when that dream happened. And I still remember it to this day because it was so intense. Yeah. What is uh, a hobby or passion that you would like to share with others? Um, I do a lot of art. And um, I I don't do it as frequently as I used to. But um, I, I do like to draw and sometimes color in what I draw. Other times I just do it in black and white. But um, when I draw, sometimes I will draw the things that I have hallucinated before. So my artwork is very intense and sometimes scary, but 
um, and even a little bit morbid at times, but it does very much describe what I see. So if anybody's interested in what I see or hear, like some of those things can be manifested on the paper. So I do have some of that artwork locked up from ages ago. Got it. Yeah. Uh, what has life been as an adult with a disability or multiple disabilities? Um, for me, life as an adult is a little bit scarier. Um, I've been hospitalized a few times because I had to go through medication changes with my disabilities. Um, with my mental health being the way it is with schizoaffective disorder, um, I sometimes will be delusional or like I said, have hallucinations. So um, the thing is with mine in particular, I get all five senses um, of hallucinations. Most people only get sight or hearing, but um, for me, I also get taste, touch, and smell. So to describe that a little bit, um, a hallucination of those sorts is very weird. Um, but yeah, so like, for instance, taste, like, um, I'll taste something in my food that isn't there. Like one time, um, I thought that there were bits of metal in my food. And so it was a taste and touch, um, hallucination at the same time. So I felt like I was crunching down on pieces of metal and they were cutting my mouth. So there was the taste of blood and the feel of the crunch of metal but I was eating white rice, so there was no metal and no blood in my mouth. So it was just one of those scary, morbid, grotesque kind of things that I just had to learn to deal with. So, and then smell, like I'll smell something that isn't anywhere around me. Like, you know, like I'll smell like um, we're driving by a, a, a nuclear plant and it'll have that nasty icky smell but there's nothing around that would be causing that smell yeah that's scary so i'm just used to living with that kind of a thing and it's become um a normal thing for me i guess normal isn't a very good word but um typical i guess yeah. you would say yeah it's become a typical like um learning to live with it on a daily basis kind of a thing because the with I'm I'm very well medicated right now, and so with the medications working as well as they are, I don't have to deal with it as often, but they still come up because you can't ever completely disqualify a hallucination with medication. Yep. All right, we're at the fun part. We're at an icebreaker. Okay. So if you had $10 million, what would you do with it and why? Um, being that we're talking about my disability in particular and mental health and, um, things like that, if I had 10 million, I know I would give some of it to, like, scientists that study, like, psychology and stuff. I would give it to some psychologists that study, um, you know, people with mental illnesses like mine or others where like they could do like fund some research grants and stuff um so that they could better figure out more medication to give people to help them with things like this um 
I would also probably give a lot of my money to anti-suicide funds like the suicide hotline or um, things like that because I did deal with um, some suicidal ideation as a child and um, my father passed of suicide when I was 16 so um, and that was due both of us to mental health issues so if I had 10 million dollars I would definitely put a lot of it into anti-suicide funds and uh, mental health um, institutions so that they could uh, fund and study research. Awesome. All right, so I'm sorry for that beeping. I totally forgot to put the uh, phone into airplane mode um, oh, before okay. we start. So oh, That's okay. I'm, okay. Um, you're human. Yeah. So, yeah, people make mistakes. <laughs> uh, I'm not an AI like most people think I am. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, what would you like to see the local government do to help people like you with disabilities thrive? Um, I would like to see the government pay for our treatment, honestly. Um, I know that due to, due to, like, money, like, financial burdens, like, some people like me that have like schizoaffective or bipolar or PTSD or whatever it may be that's mental health wise, like they struggle to be able to be in an institution when they need to be because of money. And so if government could help fund our treatment and it wouldn't cost so much money to go to the hospital when you need a medic adjustment, um, I think it's just wrong that they make you pay so much money to be in the hospital because a lot of people can't afford that and then they forego going to the hospital when they need to go. Exactly. So I think it's just sad that a lot of people are unable to get the medication they need because they can't pay for it. So if government could either fund like medication or... Um, just hospital, you know, hospital bills assist the assist the people that can't do it. No, yep. that's what I would like to see. Awesome. Okay, so uh, we've been together for almost two years now. Uh, we're coming up to our anniversary, but um, politics has been a touchy subject. I've noticed with you. Yes. So um, I just want to put this out here. So if I can ask mm -hmm. or may ask, if you could talk to your political representative mm -hmm. what thing would you like to ask them to do to help people in similar circumstances as yourself um i would definitely ask for more help like i said with the payments um financially but also i would like them to do more for anti-suicide movements um i would definitely ask them to be more adamant about putting out there the suicide hotline number the crisis numbers I mean, people really need those services. Yes. And I don't think that they, they, they are put out there enough um, for people to see them, the people that really need the help. Correct. So I would love for them to just put up posters in schools and um, in, you know, rooms everywhere, you know, bu buildings where there's a lot of public gatherings, just, you know, just to put it out there because you know that, like, statistically at least usually when they put one poster up usually 
so I, at least I know the statistic used to be per one poster, one person is saved at least, and that's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's actually now up to like five, but that, I think it, I think is, it is up to like one out of five people are one uh one poster per five five people. Are I think it is now that are through. saved through that that message. So, yes. Um and um again guys that those numbers will be posted in the comments below. Yes. Uh in the description I mean. So if you need if you or anybody you know is suffering a crisis or is domestic violence or even contemplating suicide, the numbers will be below. Please help them, please help yourselves. Please be there Please for the just person. Help others. Just yes. post it everywhere. Post it everywhere you can. Post it in your schools. Post it. Make stickers if you need to. Um, literally post it everywhere. The more it's posted, the more lives can be saved. And you never know what someone is going through when you yep. look at them. So it's like, just be kind. You know that quote? Definitely. Like, just You never know what someone is struggling with or going through just by looking at them so just be exactly there's always a shell so all right um so here's the second icebreaker uh if there was anything you could invent to make your life better or help you out in life what would it be and why for me um it would be something like hmm i'd have to think about that i think for me it would be like a soda that doesn't have aspartame or caffeine. <laughs> there you go. Like, I like a that. nice soda. Like, that's, I know it sounds cheesy, but like for me, um, also uh, another interesting fact is that for me, aspartame um, agitates my hallucinations. So I can't drink anything with aspartame because it, I will hallucinate later that night. And so it's horrible. That almost all the soda out there has aspartame or some form of caffeine. Yeah. And so if I have aspartame, I hallucinate. And if I have caffeine, I have mania. So it exacerbates my mental health symptoms. So if I can't, if I can't have those symptoms at like agitated, then I can't have soda. So yeah. I drink tea, and I'm just like I just constantly drink tea. Yep. That's, I mean, if that's a solution, then okay, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I need a soda. But it'd be nice. It'd be nice. Because especially for those of us who like the taste of soda and would like it to be a little healthier. Exactly. Yeah. At least for our brains. Yes, for our brains. Um, Next question would be, how would you like people to remember you in your life? If you could choose something that is unique about you, I want to spinball off of this also by saying if you could also have somebody act you in a biopic, what would that be? Like, who would you choose to choose be you and your biopic as well? Um, okay, so first off, um, I would like people to remember me by being someone who can make a change for those of us with mental health issues. Um, I do attend, um, the NAMI walks, the National Alliance for Mental Health or Mental Illness, sorry, Mental Illness. And, um, I do attend the NAMI walks when they are available in my area. And I do attend, um, the Prairie Care Gala every year 
Um, my mom is on the board of directors, so um, I attend as a guest and I generally make a donation every year. So I want to be remembered by not like up talking me making donations, but like making donations to help with people who are suicidal because I want to be able to save at least one person. Yeah. Um, so that's that. And then, um, if, if somebody was going to play me in a movie about my life or write a autobiography about me, I would say like, I think probably Angelina Jolie would be me because not I could only, see it. I could not see only, it. not only is she one of my favorite actresses, but the reason she's my favorite actress is because she's so worldly. Yeah. She gives to everyone around the world for every good reason, and I just love her. So I would say Angelina Jolie, and if someone was going to write, like, about my life, I would want it to be just one of those, like, really good authors that has, like, so much description because there's so much to be told about what I've gone through in my life, and I want yeah. other people to read that and say, hey, I've been there, but I'm not the only one. Yeah, I agree. Because I know I'm not the only one. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, the next question is... Um, oh, wait, there we are. Would you like to share how we know each other and how we met and what was your first impression of me? So, we met through actually a group about people who get together that have disabilities... And some of them don't, and some of them do. But it's a group that's meant for people to get together, um, disabled or not. And we call it being proudly dislabeled. Proudly dislabeled. Proudly dislabeled is the motto. And um, we met there at that group. And my first impression of you was just that you were this really kind person. But I didn't understand like why some of your friends were who they were until yeah. I got to know you better. And now I understand um, more of why you hang out with certain people. Yep. Awesome. And then uh, what was your, did that, you know, you did mention the first impression. Okay. Um, all right. So next icebreaker is if you had three wishes, what would they be and why? Okay, my first wish would be, honestly, to get rid of bills that I have right now. <laughs> That's um, always a good one. Get rid of debt. Get rid of debt right I there. I know it is a little <laughs> bit personal and selfish, but that would be my first wish would just be to clear all the hospital bills and, and all, all, the, my debt. Yeah. all the debt that I have because I would love to be able to donate more money to these causes and... I would love to be able to, like, help, like, be in the community and go out and do things for the community of those with mental illness. So I guess that's another wish is to be more active in my community with mental illness. And your last wish? Um, my last wish would be probably to help someone through my uh, talents, uh, probably with music. Um, I want to be a singer for a side job, and I would love to, um, through the music I write, be able to help 
an individual or two get through their day just by listening to my music. Nice. I like that. I was I when you first started saying that I was thinking that with your talent that you have, I thought you were gonna mention the the skills of your tongue being able to know twenty seven different languages. But uh that's another story. <laughs> that is uh, another story. <laughs> and yes, I do speak many, 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 many languages. So, so I I was just thinking that when you said your talent, I was like Oh, she's going the she's going the the, the language multilingual route. language route and like no no no. Uh, but yeah, if you want to contact her, she will be giving her her some of her information, and yes. you can ask. But that's a little bit down the road here. We got like two more questions, and then um, she can let you know how to reach out to you. Um, uh, actually, no, we don't. We have one more question. Uh, what uh would you like? people to know about you and what information you would like to share with the people to be able to reach out to you or hit you up somehow um i will have you put my email address in the link below in the description below i will have you put my email address so anyone can email me um if you ever need someone to talk to if you need someone to relate to to just be able to talk about um, your mental health struggles or your needs or you just want somebody to vent to, I'm always here. Um, I would love also if you, Danny, would put the link to the National Alliance for Mental Illness yep. so that people can get a hold of them. Yep. And then we will put some of the telephone numbers for the mental health crisis lines, yep. the suicide hotline, and um, as well as some of the abuse hotlines. Correct. We could do that in the description below. Um, lastly, um, winding down, do you have any questions for me to answer? Um, I think that's mostly it. Um, I just want to know if there's anything else that you think we should link below. That we can Ooh. let them know ahead of time that we'll be linking below. Um, I think... We could also give them a link. Let's see here. Well, there's the national hotlines, but then like you could also, we can give you a link to see what your local um, hotlines are too. I'm sure there's a website that would direct you to the your local uh, crisis units and stuff too. Uh, we could also probably um, put in there uh, our my uh, uniquely us guild email as well. So if you want to reach out to me um, and then uh, have any questions or concerns, we can put that in there as well. Um, and then I do have a number that you can text to. Uh, there's no minutes on it, but there is unlimited text. It's a data. It's only a data line. Um, so if you ever want to text or send data, um, I can have send you that number and post it in the description below. I would also like to post. So. Um, just before we go, um, I would also like to post a number. I have a free texting number that you guys can contact me at. Again, I can't get calls in or out on that number. Yeah, we can't. But yeah. if you could, if you would like to text me. Please let me know your name and that you're texting me from the Uniquely Us podcast. Um, 
and I would be glad to answer any questions you have or talk yep. to you about uh, mental illness and uh, some. Uh, I give you some advice if that's what you need. Definitely. And uh, seeing what she's been through and knowing what she's been through, she's been through a lot. She's lost a lot of people through uh, suicide. Um, and so, um, and as she says, she does have PTSD, bipolar, um, uh, schizoaffective, um, all that. Um, so she, if you ever have any of those relatable conditions, she is willing to help you through that. Um, if you do have any uh, questions or concerns, she's always here for you to yes. answer um, questions. She's pretty free during the week and weekends. Um, but yeah, um, and again, I'm not a licensed psychologist. I just no. want to say, you know, disclaimer, I'm not professional, so I can't go as far as being your therapist, but if no. you need someone to vent through, vent to, um, I'm, I'm definitely willing to hear you out. Correct. And, and as am I, I actually had a, uh, suicide, uh, uh, website, anti-suicide website where I help people uh, from committing suicide as well through a chat room that I had on, on uh, online. And um, I also made that disclaimer on the website that I am not licensed. But anyway, yeah, I, I saved quite a few people, which is nice. I'm not gloating, but like it's one of those things that knowing that people still have my poem that I wrote around that time underneath their pillow or by their bed and understanding that, yeah, it does make a difference to, you know, live life to the fullest um, and don't play God. It's really good. Uh, if you ever want a link to that, I will post a link to that poem as well in the description. You can access that link or you can email one of us and we can email it to you. Yes. We can email you a, a Word document copy of that. Um, file it's called life and it was my first original poem it got to the national poetry society um uh finals one year uh in order for it to proceed i had to pay like 50 bucks to put it into the final and i said if i already got to the semi-final i was okay with that so it got to the semi-final i didn't have the money at the time to pay to continue but knowing that it touched a lot of people, I was very happy. So, um, but yeah, if you want a copy of that life poem, it's really good. Um, just a little like a clip of it is like life is like a, a door. Keep it open. Life has many opportunities. Um, life is like a candle. Don't blow it out. Life is like a seed. Let it grow. You know, those are roughly some of the things I put in the poem. But if you want to ha hear the whole length of it, it will be in the description. The link will be in the description. I don't know if it's accessible as a link to click on. But if you do want a copy of it, just hit me up at the Uniquely Us Guild email or at Sarah's email. And we both have access to that file. So we can both send that to you. Anyway, we're reaching that 28-minute mark. So I'm going to end this by saying you're listening to Uniquely Us Guild podcast with your host and friend, Danny Rorty. And guest, Sarah Graves, a.k.a. wife of moi. Um, remember, be uniquely you, so you can be, so we can be uniquely us. Let me repeat that. 
be uniquely you so we can be uniquely us. Everybody have a great day. Follow, subscribe, and share. Have a great, great Thanksgiving. Bye.